Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I'm Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Hi, my name is Ved Prakash and I live out of Bangalore in India. Uh, I am the Chief Knowledge Officer at a digital transformation consulting firm called Triance. Uh, it is headquartered out of the US and I'm very passionate about this field of knowledge management. Uh, out of a total experience of almost three decades, I've spent 15 years in knowledge management as the Chief Knowledge Officer at Wipro, uh, at Canada headquartered CGI, now at Triance. I've also worked with multiple companies in designing their KM strategies. I love talking to people. And we know that conversations is one aspect that is critical to knowledge management. That is something that I really love doing. I like networking with people. And I'm very thankful to Edwin and Pioneer Knowledge Services for giving me this opportunity to reach out to all of you. Uh, so Edwin, the city of Bangalore, I shifted three decades on uh, in the past. It was a nice, sleepy little town. And courtesy the IT revolution that came in, uh, especially in the 90s and then post Y2K days, we saw the burgeoning of the city from a sleepy town into a large metropolis. Uh, so it was called the Garden City, but today it can well be called the Silicon Valley of India. And I've seen changes happening all around with respect to demographics, with respect to the innovation mindset that is here over the city. And I'm really glad to have been part of the evolution of the city itself. Ved, in your experience, what is the most challenging aspect to an organization doing knowledge management well? So Edwin, uh, what I have found in my experience with knowledge management in many different organizations is about the leadership buy-in on the actual concept of knowledge management. So what I have found is that they always nod their heads. They are in agreement with whatever you talk about knowledge management. <laughs> yeah, but but when it comes to action on the ground, that's where you find that uh, that sponsorship is not really meeting the expectation. So that's the number one challenge that I face. So what happens? Do do you see a majority of efforts around rolling out an enterprise level? And in that, let's let's just say that that's not always the outcome, right? I've heard different tactical ways mm -hmm. of bringing knowledge management into an organization. You've got the small side piece where a department or somebody somewhere is doing it in an organization. And then you've got the on high where you have somebody like yourself, where you've got a chief knowledge officer, somebody at the top is in charge uh, of that knowledge handling. What is the simplest way a small organization can get started in knowledge management? When it comes to small organizations, I think it works very well when you show a proof of concept happening for one particular stakeholder where you do find executive sponsorship and show that it's making a difference. In a small organization, work travels far faster because they also have an informal style of working. So the adoption is easier. The percolation of that culture is also far easier compared to a large organization. The larger it is, the more bureaucratic it becomes. And you have many layers before you reach out to the people who are the real decision makers. you got an agile organization. Ideally, uh, that agility does not get mired down in bureaucracy over time and growth. But 
ideally, the agility of an organization to learn, adapt, change, redo, mm -hmm. you know, continue to grow, just like a life form grows, you learn, you adapt, you change. What is the hardest thing other than, and I, I'm going to answer my own question. I, I think that the hardest thing in my experience has been on the human mm -hmm. side, not so much the technology side, or maybe not even the process mm -hmm. side, but the humans in the loop are sometimes not your best partner in knowledge mm -hmm. management. How do you address that in your organizational flow? Because I'm just imagining as the CKO, you're sitting next to the CIO and all the other folks that are having avenues in their organization they're responsible for. How do you build better behavior in people? Uh, I think culture building is one constant endeavor in the organization. So what I do is that for different parts of the organization, I try to find ambassadors over there at different levels within each of the subunits of the organization address them and they are the influencers uh, within their own little teams. And it's through the network effect that uh, I make sure that the rollout of any KM initiative reaches the grassroots level. So that's how I uh, take it forward. I think that has a lot of goodness in it because I was expecting you to say, well, we work with all the top end and then we let it filter down and it all happens by magic. But no, you're saying... You go through to the mm -hmm. middle folks, I don't want to say middle management, but it, somewhere in the middle of the structure and you get those people that are either interested or they get it, or they're, as you say, an influencer in their domain, because that's really all it is, is you're, you're trying to socialize a concept, a solution, a benefit, a value in getting people to drink from the water, right? To drink from the well. Absolutely. Uh, and Edwin, one more thing that I do, which is more top-down in nature, is that, for example, in Triance, we have these key practices around cloud analytics, digital infra security. And there I have these organizational communities, which are directly driven by the respective practice leaders. And everybody who's working in a practice area is a member of the community. There is a community cadence that is defined an year in advance. So people know what to expect month after month, right? That is where leading by the leaders is something that comes out very effective. As far as communities go, we have these five main communities which work really well top down. For every other initiative, we make sure that we go through the ambassador, knowledge ambassador route, the middle layer route, you, as you were rightly putting it. Yeah, yeah. On. I'm very interested to know how much doctrine, how much training, how much certification, if you want to call it that, how much does your organization commit to, to make sure all the knowledge workers understand their role and responsibility as knowledge handlers in the organization? Is that something that HR handles or do you do a lot of the training uh, that are knowledge management specific? While we have a different learning and development group, which works very closely with the knowledge management group, and they take care of all the certifications. So because it is digital transformation consulting, so a lot of uh, associates do go through certifications of various kinds. So it could be something related to AWS, something related to Tableau, XYZ, right? So there are a lot of certifications that happen. Knowledge management supports in achieving those certifications. As far as knowledge management itself is concerned, uh, we have as part of the onboarding process of any new joiner, 
there is a module on knowledge management as well which i take personally or a team member takes so i do get an opportunity to walk through what is the philosophy of knowledge management in the organization what kind of platforms and avenues are available both to look for knowledge seek knowledge as well as share your own knowledge and learn from the experiences of others through communities of various kinds so i think that induction helps a lot yeah in terms of imbibing the culture of knowledge management from day 1 of the uh, new associate who has joined in well and it really professionalizes the concept if you're spousing it at the beginning of that tenure of the new hire mm-hmm. i think that's a critical juncture to really uh, elicit how that person should interact with the organization and the expectation thereof. Um, My question is this, is this was a discussion we were just having recently in a knowledge transfer continuity thing uh, of an individual that either has critical knowledge Mm -hmm. or an individual that is getting ready to move on or move positions or become elevated in your organization what what do you do to help prepare and it's not really succession planning but how do you prepare a packet of transfer of knowledge and continuity in your organization how do you make sure that stuff is not lost we have a mechanism for knowledge retention in every engagement that trans uh, undertakes as part of that uh, we have a framework what i call the account knowledge framework account km framework Uh, each client relationship is called an account and within an account you may have multiple engagements and projects undergoing so we implement this account framework for all accounts as part of that we divide the knowledge into various areas so knowledge about the client themselves knowledge about the relationship with the client the domain knowledge associated with the client the project knowledge for the client the process knowledge because each client may have their own individual defined processes etc and then internal knowledge communities within the account as well so everything is defined and we enable it technologically as well on the we provide them an access restricted account portal which is also integrated with the larger organizational knowledge repositories of various kinds so we have standardized the whole framework and uh, we have a again a cadence setup where the knowledge management point of contact connects with them on a monthly basis to review what are their knowledge needs what kind of activities they have undertaken etc well that sounds fascinating because it sounds like you're not leaving things to chance or you're not leaving things to personalities uh because as we all know people come loaded with personalities a lot of times an organization just kind of lets the personality of the individual define how they do things but you have totally structured a digital mapping system and and connectivity and process. Mm-hmm. You're not leaving anything to chance. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, how much does that cost? And this is uh, <laughs> So the way I position it, good question. The way I position it is that look, it's your knowledge and this is part of your day-to-day work. So you can't be looking at it as an overhead. Yeah. Right. So knowledge retention is there at all levels all the time and the idea is to make it totally people independent. And one of the factors behind the scenes is if you are aware of the uh, you know attrition rates in the IT and consulting industry it's fairly high especially with uh, you know the pandemic breaking out in every industry every business process going digital 
the demand for rare talent is extremely high. So unless you do this, uh, knowledge will walk out of the yeah. door very, very fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they also see a benefit in doing that. So it's a win-win. Hmm. How do they see that as a benefit? Uh, well, because they have new people joining the team const on a constant uh, basis because there's rotation of people to newer business. Mm -hmm. And they see that some of the older people in the team or the subject matter experts have to spend far lesser time if you have structured knowledge management already in place. You know what? It doesn't matter what that cost is because the value extracted will way overpay what the cost was to institute it and build it. I love that. I wish more organizations would see that that, that is the future, really. It really is. And kind of put some frosting on this cake. How does AI intercept that knowledge flow better versus you've got a superstructure. It sounds yeah. like you've got a really super tight structure of processes and data flow and information flow and expectation, not just the digital platform, but you build an expectation of the human behavior and how they interface mm -hmm. the system. How does AI make that better for you? What we have done is one is, uh, for example, trans is on the office 365 platform which makes use of the knowledge graphs. And when a person gets into the KM portals of various kinds, uh, depending on the kind of access that they have, the kind of knowledge that they are accessing, the kind of people they are interacting with, whether it is uh, using Teams for meetings or whether it is your mails in Outlook. So it provides an integrated 360 degree view of what the individual is doing with respect to accessing knowledge as well as interacting with people. And it throws up something that the system thinks is more relevant to them. So that is AI in action. And over the last couple of years, I have seen that the Microsoft ecosystem of apps has taken great strides in making it more and more useful. Totally agree. It's phenomenal from, if you look at where Microsoft was 10 years ago, to where it is now. It, it Or even five years back, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's... I mean, for me, Satya Nadella coming in was the inflection point. That's where uh, I have seen drastic changes happening mm -hmm. in the user experience mm -hmm. part of it. Yes, yeah. So to wrap a, a bow on our experience, I, I hear a little bird that says, what's knowledge management? Yeah, so knowledge management means different things to different people. Uh, so, you know, there's the very cliched, the right knowledge to the right person at the right yes. time. As long as they are able to get that knowledge, they are happy with the knowledge management system. So, for example, for the business development team, they have a bit that they need to respond to. They are looking for a similar kind of a case study. If the knowledge repositories give it out as the, say, top three hits, they are more than happy to get that. If I am a technical guy, I am in a problem of some sort. I'm coding, say, in the, the .NET platform. I go to the KM system or to the community, raise the issue, and I get a response back uh, in real time. I am a happy consumer yes. of yes. knowledge. So that's where the rubber meets the road, that it's meeting your needs when you need it. So that's what is the essence of knowledge management. I also look at knowledge management in another way, which is that is it providing some value to every stakeholder involved. And the stakeholders could be internal as well as external. I mean, it could be the client as an external stakeholder. And in today's uh, digital world, 
you can't work in a silo you have to work with the partner ecosystem so are you really having an amenable two way transmission of knowledge with them that is also a success factor in a successful km versus not so if you permit me i could take an example sure. of how km has helped evolve newer products and services for the company itself so for example for a particular client of trans an engagement was done around you know managing the it operations across legacy and multiple clouds i had this organized as a knowledge share for the entire community of trans across all the sub communities that i talked about there were many people in the business development side the client partners uh, right the subject matter experts of different areas who participated in the knowledge share a lot of them came back and said they saw a lot of potential in this solution because every client is grappling with it because they have their on premise systems they are moving to clouds a lot of them have them have been dabbling in different clouds they don't know how to manage this entire ecosystem this seemed to be a perfect solution and trans actually created a complete digital platform out of it with several large product vendors uh, i won't take their names because sure sure confidentiality reasons but they are the biggies in the market all of them are actually partnering with trans to roll it out to their clients because there is nothing like that that existed simple concept but actually implemented and scaled up to a complete new business offering from trans purely because of knowledge management's intervention and letting other people know about I it i like the concept of knowledge management intervention i i like that idea because it empowers what could be if you intervene i i like that very much because it it gives a a dynamic to knowledge management to better in my framework i'm hearing you say that and i hear that that empowers them to be the sheriff or the policeman or woman in in that organization to say hey whoa 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 don't do that uh i'm here to help and uh, knowledge management comes in and yeah uh that's very cool thank you very much for being here today it's been a real pleasure to meet you and have you on the show because i don't get too many chief knowledge officers on the on the show and it's always good to get that top level perspective especially when it's so integrated very cool thank you edwin my pleasure to be here and thank you again for inviting me over because you need to know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared I'm Edwin K Morris and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax-exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer-ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.